Welcome to That's Deep with Eden and Jess. Today we are reflecting on our conversation with Haley, dear, dear friend of mine. And I think I'll start out with what she shared with me after the um, after the conversation, because she made like a little joke about being friends with me for the free Starbucks. And she is such a thoughtful person that she sometimes thinks like, oh, maybe that wasn't very nice. And so this is what she really wanted to say or what she would have said instead. Jess, you are bold, generous, a risk taker, thoughtful, helper, and a good friend. I appreciate watching all your adventures. Living without apologies is something I can try to take a little of. Love you, and if you want to interview me again, when I have my compliment head on, I would say I would say it on the top of a mountain. So I really appreciate you, Haley, and um, thank you from the bottom of my heart. I love you. You know all of that. So shall we reflect on the conversation? Where do we want to, I mean, talking about... What you say about me? She said nothing. Okay. <laughs> You're still... <laughs> I. Yeah, she still she still has to warm up to you, I think, a little bit. <laughs> um, but she is somebody that wants to leave a legacy of love. Mm. I think she is. She's leaving a legacy of love. Yeah, uh, it's evident she has. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we talked about empty nest, and that is at the forefront of her mind. Her children are all out of the house and it's been difficult for her and so she i don't i think we're we're gonna have a pretty brief conversation here um because she shares so much um about both accepting where she's at with that but then also um and rather so accepting her emotions around her kids being out of the house and sharing some of the tools and practices that she uses uh, to navigate those emotions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and being really open with what she's feeling. Yeah. And and unapologetic about what she's yeah. feeling. Yeah. This is the way I feel about it. Yeah. These are still my babies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't give parenting advice. Mm -hmm. I don't. Um, I am a parent, but I don't give advice typically because um, it's challenging and it's mm -hmm. unique and it depends. And there's uh, relationships that are situational and, and she's gone through stuff I can't imagine going through. Yeah. Um, and she's a wonderful mom from mm -hmm. what I can tell. Yeah. Um, and being a mom is hard and being a parent is hard. Um, mm -hmm letting your kids be independent adults and letting go and navigating that piece and when are they ready and when are you ready mm -hmm. uh, and it was wonderful to hear her story and her experience and how she's going through it and how she's dealing with it yes um we'll share in the show notes some resources because we did get into the reason why we're not using her last name um which does have to do with a, a previous marriage that was abusive so we want to um 
make sure that we give some resources for that, um, like as we did in, in previous, previous episodes. So, um, yeah, otherwise, I don't, I don't want to take too much away from what she talks about in the convert in our conversation. I kind of just want to want y'all to see her shine her light and share her story and all of that. You guys share a therapist? We do. <laughs> yes. Do you bring them free Starbucks? So I meet with her and I think, I think Haley does as well. Um, I meet with her virtually, mm -hmm. so I've never met her in person. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot to carry for that therapist, both you and Haley. Yeah, you said that in, in the show Did too, I? so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to respond to that. I know, yes, it is. I'm sure that it is a lot. You guys have serious conversations together? We do, yeah. And you also goof around and have yes. unserious conversations. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was a mix of that. Yeah. Our episode was a mix of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You really got to see our friendship a little bit and um, Haley and, and mine's friendship and... Um, and her seriousness, her emotion, and her silliness, mm -hmm. and you you get to see you get to see her. Yeah. Thanks for being on, Haley. Thank you, and thank you all for listening. Thanks for watching. Welcome to That's Deep with Eden and Jess. Today, I'm very excited because we have our my very good friend, Haley. Hello. Who is joining us for a conversation about Empty her kids nesting. being gone. Yeah. Out of your house, but not out of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and some far away. So um, I want to start, though, with, because we're, we're not saying your last name. Correct. So I do want to start with that and yes. why. Yeah. <laughs> um, I had a, a husband, um, a past husband, who was not a good human being. And so mm -hmm. there were threats of um, hurting me, finding me, and there were actual hurts and finding me in the past. So it's been a long time and I'm trying to look forward and not back. But um, there are times and moments where I just get panicked. You hear a doorbell ring and you think, oh my gosh, like, did he find mm -hmm. me? And so when you asked me about this, my only like red flag was like, I don't think I want my name that he could Google my name mm -hmm. and something would pop up and he could watch something or get triggered by something. Um, so, cause obviously it's impacted my life having um, abuse and Harbor house and all the things that I've gone through in my um, 13 year marriage with him, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, thank you for mm -hmm. sharing that. We are, yeah. we got deep right away. Right away. Uh, yeah, I don't... Yeah, I'm pretty deep right off the start usually. Yeah. But I also know you really well, so I feel safe. And I'm just yeah. trying not to pay attention to the guy that I've only met twice. So. How long have you known Jess? And how did you meet her? And um, 
Talk about that a little um, bit. I'm bad at years, but is it six? Six years now, maybe? I think it's six years. Um, I took her yoga classes yeah, for over like a year. And then, yeah, and then she was going to leave. And um, I remembered one day she wore um, or talked about, I don't remember if you wore it or talked about it, but it was a cat and it was I holding a gun yes. that said, I bear arms, I think. Um, right? It's a, the, it was a tank top that I got from my youngest sister as mm-hmm. a funny like joke gift yes and it's a black tank top with a cat Mm -hmm. like kind of outlined in white holding onto a rifle and it says um arm the animals arm the animals there you go that's what it says Anywho, that was my changing moment when I was like, okay, that's she's, when you knew. yeah, that's yeah. when I knew. I was like, you know, I'm not brave enough to wear things like that. Yeah. Um, but the gutsy one over here can show up late with a Starbucks in her hand to our mm-hmm. class and have like everybody judging her and things. And she didn't care. She just like went up there and but did her she thing. She was the instructor. She, she was the instructor. Up that's correct. With Starbucks. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, a lot. Yeah. yeah awesome. Which, yeah, but we all still showed up and we all still loved her. And so, um, I think that's a good, um, piece of our friendship is that even though you're late and you show up with Starbucks, we still, you know, love yes. and appreciate you. So, so I've gotten much you better make up at that. For it. I've gotten much yeah. better at that. But yeah, I think early on my philosophy there was, well, I know that I'm going to teach a really good class, so they'll forget about yeah. my faults. Right. After Shavasana, and then they'll right. be very happy, and they won't even real. And they're like, what? She was late? Oh. Yeah. Right. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> but yes, I've gotten much better. <laughs> um, but I used to make jokes. She would rub your oil on your temples, and then I would always tell everybody, you know, like, oh, did she whisper to everybody? Like, I love you. You're my favorite. Mm-hmm. And then everyone would laugh because, like, <laughs> No, they don't. Um, and she didn't actually do that either. That was a complete lie again. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah, you were really good but, at making me uncomfortable, actually. How <laughs> so? I do like that. That's but great. like, yes. That's great. Anyways, she was going to leave the Y, and I said, oh, I'd like to, you know, follow you with yoga classes, possibly. And then I realized I couldn't afford her anyways. Um, so I just became friends with her instead. Um, so, yeah, which is... It's nice enough. We, you know, we can we can be friends without we can talk about, me going to all your yoga, yoga classes. We can, we yeah. can talk. We can chat. <laughs> so anyways. So yeah, so we became friends and now we do stuff together. So, um, But it's always around my schedule of my children. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a lot of conversations about how different our lives are that it's hard to see the perspective, I think, of like... I, I don't understand what it would be like to not have children that you have to like drop stuff and run for. And she doesn't understand like, why do you drop and run stuff for kids? Right? Like, like, you know, why can't you just treat them like a normal friendship? Right? Like if they don't plan ahead, then they don't get you kind of a thing. Mm. So, yeah. So yeah. actually I had a conversation with my, um, with a gal that does my nails mm-hmm. and she I was talking to her about having you on the show and, mm-hmm. and talking about Empty Nest, and she has a 20-year-old son that still lives with her, Okay, and so she gets it. Yeah. She's like, okay, I'm going to have to let her know <laughs> yeah. that you get it. Right. Because I know that you really appreciate when people understand mm-hmm. where you're coming from. Right. Yeah, because it is... It, I try, but it is a little <laughs> bit difficult for me to empathize. Yeah. Um, but know that there are people out there that are like... Yeah, I right. I 
I'm going to be, I'm going to miss my son when he leaves. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think um, that's part of adapting and being somewhat of a chameleon in life of like, you know, you're one person when you're with this person, but you're kind of different when you're with this person. And, Mm. you know, I was just reading this book to my granddaughter this morning about the chameleon and how he didn't have his own color and how sad he was. Right. And then eventually he ends up finding someone else who does the same thing. And so they can be green in the grass together or they can be red in the leaves together and I don't know I just like started crying because I was like you know like I sometimes feel like I don't have a color you know um but then you do run across people in little tiny you know slivers of life where people get you and then you feel like, okay, like you're a chameleon with me. And I feel like you do that well, right? Mm -hmm. Like you will ask about my children or you will, you know, listen to me and, you know, say that's hard or that's rough. And that's really all you need Mm -hmm. a lot of the time. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. Um, So let's talk about, well, where do you want to, let's, where are we going? We should start about the ferns probably. Oh yeah. Let's talk about what we have going on here. For the people that are only just listening, um, Mm -hmm. Haley did have some um, guidelines, some some requests. requirements. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Requests, yes. Yep. Um, in her quote unquote contract. Right. From my agent. <laughs> From her agent. Yes. Slash husband. Correct. Um, <laughs> so we have on the table a bowl of baby carrots. Correct. Because they grow deep. That's right. And, and this show is about deep. Yes. <laughs> Eden is making an expression. That's right. That's right. It's about depth. For yes. Sure. Yeah. It's about depth. Yeah. Um, so we that's... also have a Carmelo bar. That's is right. that just because you like them? Or... Well, it's my one of my favorite um, candy bars, but it it's hard on the outside, and just from looking at it, you wouldn't know how delicious it is inside. And mm. that's kind of like me. I, oh. I sometimes I'm hard on the outside, but then once you get to know me, I have like a creamy soft center that yes. everybody loves to suck. Nope. We're not going to say that. <laughs> Is it a front, you think, your shell? Yes. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um, you know, when, you've get, when you get hurt constantly yeah. throughout mm-hmm. life, um, yeah. and I'm reading a book right now actually about weathering. It's called Weathering. And um, it talks very much about how you have summer and you have winter, you know, not real summer and winter, but obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've had a lot of winters. You know, there are some people who will be like, oh, you have a dark cloud over your head. Something mm-hmm. bad's going to happen. It's going to happen to you. And and so I think it it's taught me to, like, have this hard shell somewhat so that you don't let too many people see, yeah. you know, the wonderfulness. Because if you just are constantly doing pearls to pigs, you know, you just kind of end up feeling like you're always hurt and, you know, you're feeling like you're wasting yourself. And I don't, I don't want to do that anymore. Mm -hmm. So. What was the name of the book? It's called Weathering. Yeah. Do you know who it's by? Yeah. Otherwise we can look it up. We can look it up. We'll probably put it in the show. Well, we'll definitely put that in the show notes. Yeah. Um, Oh, it's been amazing so far just hearing all about, it just makes you feel really good about when you are in that winter stage and you know this change is happening, how scary, dark, cold it is, and then how it always comes out and you actually end up feeling better afterwards. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's happening with age Mm -hmm. is that every spring I get more and more excited, Mm -hmm. right? Like you just kind of forget what the smells are and like the Mm -hmm. sounds of the bird and everything. Mm -hmm. And it's like, how do I forget after 48 years, like how amazing that first day of 70s feels like? Mm -hmm. And you just can't describe it. You get outside and you're just like, oh, (laughs) you know? Kind of like my granddaughter learning how to clap the first time she opened up her fist and was like this. She just like looked at me like, do you even see this? Like, like 
I'm doing it. Yeah. Right. I'm doing it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pearls awesome. to pigs. Pearls to pigs. Yeah, Can it's you, a biblical reference. Yeah, but, help, me, help um, me understand what that means. Yeah, it's, it's that you don't take... Um, precious things to you and throw them to the pigs. You're you're very careful and you hold on to those tight mm. and they're a jewel to you. Mm. And um, you hold on to them and you keep, keep care of them and you polish them and you only pull them out when you really want people to see them. And then you wouldn't just rip it apart and throw it to just random people. And um, I used to do that, right? Like when my first son um, was born, he stopped breathing and it was, you know, very horrible and dramatic. And um, I thought he was going to be brain dead and all these horrible things. But um, I remembered like a person at the grocery store and I was checking out for snacks for the NICU. She's like, how are you today? And I was like, horrible. My son is in the NICU and he stopped breathing. And it's my first, ba-, you know, and I like literally laid out like my whole yeah. life story yeah. And then I left just kind of feeling like, well, that was weird, you know? And then afterwards I was like, well, that was probably weird for her too. Right. And like, they didn't want to know my whole story. Right. Like they were literally just doing their job and they're forced to have this dialogue of how are you today? Oh, good. Paper plastic, Mm. (laughs) you know? So yeah. Thank you. That helps me understand that. Yeah. Yeah. But Um, you're a dude. So yours could be something else other than pearls. If you don't want to wear pearls. I mean, I don't, yeah, just... Yeah, some men wear pearls. Yeah, and you can. Yeah. yeah, you go for it. Yeah. Maybe bobbleheads. Do you have a lot of bobbleheads? Do you wear those around your neck? <laughs> it w- it's not something that you would wear. To, I'm, not, it's not, I'm not sure how that fits. Yeah, I was thinking like maybe a gold chain, mm-hmm. right? Same kind of concept. You wouldn't rip it apart and like just throw it into the pigs. You would, you know, like a gold chain from like your grandfather or something really special mm-hmm. that has a neat story to it. Yeah, maybe the bobbleheads aren't that special. No, maybe not. Baseball player that wears a pearl necklace. And For real? And asked him why. Uh-huh. Uh, he said because he's a bad bitch. Okay. All right. Nice. That's, yeah, not relatable to this story. No. But <laughs> A dude wearing pearls. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, right. Yeah. It was there. Okay. That's good. I'm um, glad you brought him. He's good. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> Did you bring me? His name is first in the title. That's yeah. by design. Yeah, but Jess is my friend. And uh-huh. so technically, yeah, everybody is being brought by her. Because I don't, I wouldn't have known you if you weren't brought in by That's, her. Mm-hmm. Got it. Well, I'm glad you brought her. You're welcome. Welcome hey, to you That's both. sweet. You want to come closer or are you good there? You're um, still good. Okay. <laughs> so far, so good. Okay. Yeah. Um, the other thing that we have. Yes. I'm sorry. Our ferns. Our ferns. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I've always wanted to be on the show between two ferns, and I told them that they could insult me. Like, um, is it Jonah Hill? Is that right? Mm-hmm. I always get the two uh, guys messed Zach, up. Zach Galifianakis. Zach Galifianakis. Oh, yeah, he's going to hate that I got them messed up when he watches this. <laughs> Sorry. I do love the show, I Sorry, promise. Zach. Sorry, Zach. Sorry, Zach. I don't um, even know if I said his last name right. So, Galifianakis. I think I said it right. But anyways, I'm between two ferns. I've made it. Look at me, Mom. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. How do you like me now? How do you like me now? Yeah. How do you like me now? Okay. Um, I, and the Next op- question. And the Oprah laugh, which I realized yes. I'm probably going to be laughing so much that I'm not going to be able to... All like, the my time. hands aren't going to be able to keep up with, like, the clap. He could. Um, that was another one. 
I, I actually have had this on my New Year's resolution for years is to laugh and clap at the same time because I see people doing it and uh, it yeah. looks so yeah. like enthusiastic yeah. and I don't know why I can't like change my like my rhythms mm. to make that happen because when something is funny to be like it's <laughs> great is cool but I can't do it so I thought if you guys could today if there's something funny if you could try to it might be nice. Just because I can demand things. Yeah. We'll see if we can work it in. Okay. Uh, I would say no promises from this side of the tape, but I, I bet okay. Jess will give it a go. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm trying. I'm working on it. I have a buddy that does that. Do you? And it's um, it's awesome. It's, it's infectious, awesome isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Mm. I love it. Okay. All right. <laughs> so now that we've described... Yes. I mean, we've gone all the way around the world here. Yeah. Um, let's talk about your philosophy and thoughts okay. on parenting. Nice. Um, when I started out with my first child, I didn't think that I would love it them so much. Mm. I really kind of went into it thinking like, oh, I'll go back to work and I'll, you know, do life and, um, you know, I'll put the kid in daycare or whatever. And then when, you know, I had a lot of troubles with my pregnancies, I just kind of realized like, all of a sudden it just kind of hit me and I'm going to sound stupid, but like, it's a real human, right? Yeah. Like what you're seeing on the screen is like, you think it's like different cause it's like over there. And then once that starts moving in you and you kind of put it together, like that's like in there, mm -hmm. it just shifted everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it just made me feel like I will do anything to love, protect, be with this baby as much as I possibly can. And that philosophy I stayed with with all my kids and mm -hmm. now too where I just nothing is important as spending time with them and I just want them to be good human beings and I want their kids to be good human beings and um you know I would like to just when I die be known for showing as much love and kindness that mm -hmm. I could to them then that they spread it out then to others um so yeah what does good human beings mean to me. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not to everyone. Yeah. 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 Um, not murderers would right. be a good start. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I have, um, when you had my list of, like, what um, all of my kids are, immediately I went to empathy. Um, because I just feel like um, when you have abuse in your past, um, one of the things that comes out of that wintering is the summer of you have children who understand the hatred and anger that people can show for each other and they want better. Mm -hmm. And they don't always remember all the abuse, but you can see it in them that they have more depth because of it. So. You remember that your kids were also involved in that and saw that. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that part of my life, um, it's so easy to look back and like regret, 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 but all four of my kids had that man as their birth father. And because of that, they turned out how they are, yeah. right? And so how could you look back and say, oh, I'd want different children. You know, I, I just can't. The, mm -hmm. This is the life that I was given. This was the wintering that I endured. And I lived, and a lot of women don't. Um, and so I try really hard to volunteer and give as much as I can, knowing that I'm blessed, I'm one of the very lucky ones. Um, yeah. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So I try really hard to be there for my kids and, 
um, see them as much as I can and answer the phone calls when they call and Zoom when I can Zoom. And um, I just get so delighted anytime that I get um, little moments with them on weekends or during the week. So yeah, and every week we have a family forum on Saturday morning where we all share different stories of our week, quirky story, your best part of your story, your, um, the different kids take turns leading it and they will choose what they would like us to do. So on one week, Jack led and he um, had a drawing pad for all of us to draw on and mm -hmm. Lucy's fish had just passed away. So people were drawing like tombstones for Stanley the fish and, um, you know, trying to make her feel better about her fish. And um, yeah, and we have different questions that sometimes people ask of like you know what was your favorite band you saw in concert or yeah so I um just in knowing you and watching you interact with your kids and the things that I've heard you talk about um things that you've done highly highly admire how you and your now husband who's mm -hmm. since adopted, adopted. Mm -hmm. um them uh how you both raise them and the things that you do because you go on your you've gone on these different excursions trying mm -hmm. to get them exposed to different cultures different mm -hmm. ways of thinking so talk maybe talk about that a little bit what inspired that for you is it something that you're interested like your curiosity and you want them to be curious or what is it <laughs> yeah 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 um I think part of it was like me, right? Like the selfishness of like, I can't just stay in this house all the time. Um, and also I wanted to be, originally I wanted to homeschool my kids. And so I think I started with a philosophy of, I can't really homeschool them because I would just play all day, but mm. I can take them out in the world and show them things and do things with them that I would do if I was homeschooling them. Mm. And so we would do Chicago trips every winter and we would pack up little bags for the homeless people and we would write cards and, you know, they would collect their dollar bills so that they could put them in the, in the cards. And, um, you know, and then we would always have like Lunchables and a little, hot pack and a note that just says Merry Christmas or whatever and um, you know sometimes the kids wouldn't want to do it we didn't force them mm -hmm. you know it was enough that they put it together but um, some of our kids would always be like you know I want to go to that one and they'd get excited and then they'd go over there with you know and hand them out and uh, you know it was something small at the time that I don't think I realized how much it could impact them yeah. saying mm -hmm. yeah. you know I don't even know that they cared about the bag. I think it was more that they just like looked them in their eyes and like saw them because mm -hmm. obviously I look away so often. <laughs> it's horrible, but I'm like, I don't want to see you. It makes mm -hmm. me sad. Mm -hmm. You know, even here in Appleton, you know, you'll see some people in Grand Chute and it's like, I just, I, I just can't. It just, I could not believe all the homeless people and then seeing them and yeah, I heard for them. So yeah, so we would do that and, um, you know, just day trips to go and see museums and we always would go to the beach and we had different caves at Ledgestone that we would go visit and we would always go to Oshkosh and um, during COVID, my girls were home from college and we decided to go around the lake and hit like all the parks all the way up and around um, Lake Winnebago. Um, yeah, and it's just stuff like that. I think, you know, you got to make the best of whatever situation you're in and to make it memorable and different from the other days it helps to be able mm. to find things yeah. and mark time yeah 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 i like that
challenging? What have been some of the most challenging moments with? Um, I think the most challenging was my husband coming in and having four children, you know, instant family. Mm-hmm. And um, I had raised them basically by myself. You know, my ex-husband was not um, coherent a lot of the times. He put on a good show. So for a lot of people, they're like, what? You know, he was around and it's like, yeah. But a lot of the times he, you know, was drunk and had his vodka and his water bottle. And um, I was trying really hard to keep up this show of like, okay, we're doing this. Um, So when we transferred from that to I have to (laughs) co-parent, and I have this guy who's like fresh, right? He's never had children and they're older. You know, my baby was four and the oldest was um, 11. Um, and he came in just like this bull in a china shop, you know, just like, they're going to sit still and they're going to finish the food on their plate. And they're, you know, and I'm like this hippie free flowing mom being like, oh, if you don't want to eat, you can just go to sleep. It's fine. You know, like help yourself to more snacks. It doesn't matter, you know. And he was like, no, you're not leaving the table to, you know. And so we had kids like, you know, choking things in their mouth and then they run to the bathroom and, you know, spit them out and things like that. So... Because yeah. that's how he was raised, or that's how he felt the parent should be, or he those are that, roles? I think yeah. it was both. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was, he only knew how he was raised, yeah. and then he just thought, hey, I turned out fine, I'll do this with my children. And, you know, it wasn't bad, it just was so shockingly different that we had, one of my kids would sleep with like a little baseball bat under his pillow, right? Because he, my husband and I were married within a year, and so it happened very quickly. So he, you know, the kids had only known him for, I think like six, seven months before we got married. And so I didn't, you know, in my mind, I was like, okay, this is great. You know, I fell in love. Like he'll be great for the kids. This will be smooth. And I didn't put it together. Like for little kids that have been scarred, that wasn't enough time to know somebody probably to trust like, Oh, they're living in our house now. And you know, so yeah. So that was probably our hardest was the transition of this is now the guy who's here because my ex-husband split after um, we were right after we were married. So they went to being like, where's dad to, mm-hmm. well, I guess this dad is going to adopt us because he adopted them a year later. And, you know, they were all happy about it, but it was just a lot of transitions. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. How do you work through that transition? How do you work through that the co-parenting, the yeah. we have different expectations or rules. How does that work? Yeah. <laughs> a lot of casseroles. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I made a lot of casseroles. We have our casseroles like the soccer games. We have these like little individual Corel like casserole pans. And I just felt like casseroles, like they calm your soul. Mm. They fix everything. Mm. And so it was a good restart always to have like a family supper together, try to air things out. Um, we did a lot of family meetings where people could um, air their grievances and you mm. can't, like, yeah. attack them for it. Mm. Um, and then later, of course, they always make jokes about it because it was, like, so uncomfortable. Yeah. 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 The <laughs> yeah. absolute worst, but it was effective and it, it gave was them effective. a voice. Yeah, so. exactly. It was like, okay, this is a safe space to talk about it. Here we go. Um, you know, and Martin and I had so many fights where, you know, I'd get out of the car and walk. There was a lot of, like, drama because. I, I was just like, I went from not trusting this to I have to completely trust you and trust you with my four kids, mm-hmm. you know, and you're living in my house and all of this was a whirlwind. And um, yeah, so it was a lot of 
conversations, communication, anger. Um, and then I think once the kids kind of accepted him and, and they, and he adopted them, I think that was a huge piece for the kids. I think it was just like this statement of like, wow, he's staying right. Like this is really real. And, you know, mom must really know what she's doing and hopefully this is all good because you know, he's, he's doing it. So yeah. So a lot of things shifted then, but we also are religious. So obviously we have a lot of prayer. Um, the kids started going to a different church. They joined a Lutheran school. So I think that helped too, just having like smaller class sizes and having, Mm. um, teachers who knew your situation, who could actually, you know, pray for your children and uplift them and understand their past was really good. Mm. Awesome. Yeah. I cannot keep my sweater to stay up on my shoulders. I'm sorry. It just keeps happening. It's fine. That looks great. It's a bad sweater to wear. Anyways, you can edit that out. (laughs) Well, I wore this Happy Mama shirt because um, one of my kids bought it for me, but I absolutely love it. But one person, one time, and this is how impactful random strangers can be. (laughs) She came up to me and she's just like, Happy Mama, because you don't have any of your kids with you. And I had just dropped off Lucy at college. It was like the Mm. day after. And I like turned around and I'm just like, you know, like, that's not why I'm happy. (laughs) As you're weeping. (laughs) But I always think of it after the fact. And then it's like, I don't, I'm not bold enough to like really have confrontation, but I wish I could. Like in that Mm. Seinfeld episode, right? Like where, Mm. where um, George is like, Oh, you know, like if I could have said the shrimp, the shrimp quote or whatever, and you guys aren't Seinfeld watchers. I've watched I, I, Seinfeld, I, I but rely I, yeah. on other people to like fill it in because I only can say so much. But that's okay. Uh-huh. People out so, there who know okay. the Seinfeld quote, later he finds out he could have said something about the shrimp factory. He got insulted. What would so. you have said? You would have said, actually, I love my kids and I just dropped her off at college and thanks for, thanks for asking. <laughs> Something like that. That would have been... See, I'm always afraid of hurting people's feelings. Yeah. I don't think about my own feelings, right? So I think it would have probably... Honestly, it would have probably been more like, this shirt is a lie. I'm only happy when they are around. But they're all gone right now. And this is the shirt that reminds me of how happy I am. Because they're there. Not physically with me, but they're they're there. Yeah. And the woman that said it to you... Was trying to make a joke, or yeah. right? Was trying, wasn't right. trying to hurt, or pro- probably right. was saying, you know, I, I have little kids, and I'm happy because I'm, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. But there's a lot of people who don't think before they speak, and they don't realize what impact that has. Uh-huh. And so I am a constant complimenter. Um, <laughs> I I always make it, and I don't even have to think about it anymore. It just comes out. But if I see someone and I notice something, even if I don't necessarily love it, I will be like, I love that look for you or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, because it's like it stands out. It's mm-hmm. it's different, you know, or I like your hat, you know, I wouldn't wear it necessarily, but and I don't tell them that. But yeah, I don't want to be fake about it, but I do want people to have compliments because yeah. anytime I get a compliment on a dress, like literally mm-hmm. I every time I wear that dress, I will think of that compliment in my yeah. head. And I'm like, it, it was oh, something simple. Are, right? yeah. yeah. So you can go either way with your, you're talking with strangers because I talk to a lot of strangers. Um, so I try really hard to go towards the complimentary style. Uh, talking to strangers. Yes. It's, you just, it, that's something that you enjoy doing or you can't help I, yourself. Or I it's can't just, help yeah. myself. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I just yeah. can't. Like just, just a passing <laughs> just, comment yes. or just a hello yeah. or just a smile or like how does that um, how does that manifest? I'd like to say I read people, yeah. but I don't know that that's true um, always. But we were walking one day and there was like uh, a they them wearing um, like all sorts of like ear decor and tattoos and they were standing by a bus stop and I remembered like head down. Like, don't talk to me. Don't look at me. Whatever. That and was you? We were walking. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. and I, I saw them and I just was like, okay, I'm going to, you know, I always say hi to everybody. So right. I was just yeah. like, hey, how are you today? And their heads snapped up mm. and they were just like, great. How are you? Mm-hmm. And a smile. I don't know if you yeah. remember, but I remember it being like, okay, like this is winning. Yeah. Cause you never know. You don't know. Yeah. And, and you know, yeah, a lot of times it's like, but you get the one person who's mm-hmm. like excited or lights up and you're mm-hmm. just like, okay, I noticed them. It doesn't matter what you look like. doesn't matter, you know, gender or whatever. It's like, I notice you and I care. And mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, but funny story is that a lot of times, um, I have a friend, um, Anissa who goes with me shopping and we do things, but, so many times random strangers will come up to me and ask me, you know, would you help me grab this coat down or something at Burlington? This happened. Grab down a coat. And she's like, oh, can you grab that one too? And I'm like, sure. And and she couldn't get her coat off. And so I'm like unzipping her coat and I'm helping her get her coats on. And, you know, I'm ha- asking Anissa to grab other coats. And, you know, and she's just like, I like this color, but I don't like this zipper that goes up and down but two zippers. You know, I'm like, Anissa, can you find that? You know, and um, after a little while, she was just like, oh, can you order a different size? And I was like, well, I don't work here. And she just looked <laughs> She thought that you did. She did. Because you were so and this, and this happens all the time. At Target, they'll be like, do you know where the pajamas are? Or, you know, at Woodman's it's happened where they'll be like, can you tell me where the tofu is? And I'm like, I'm not wearing any of the colors. I think it's just like, I have something about me that's approachable that people think like, you'll help me, you know? So yeah. So I use it. Yeah. 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 I've, I've learned a lot from you about being a kind and empathetic person. Not that I'm unkind, but Mm -hmm. I definitely don't care as much about what people think. Yeah. And I definitely have moments where I don't think fully through before I speak. So I appreciate mm-hmm. um, seeing you as an example of of kind of being a better human in that way. Oh, thank you. Um, I do want you to walk through what is what you're most proud about about each of your kids and then we can get into um, where they are and the the difficulty of of that. Okay, sounds yeah. good. Um, my oldest, Conifer, is um, twenty. Oh, it's hard when I have to remember years. Twenty eight, I believe. Yeah, they change, so it's hard to remember. Um, Every year. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Conifer. Conifer. Yes. Yeah. What's the I, Yeah, I named him after the tree that I had bought for the baby I had lost. Yeah. Um. Our, my very first pregnancy, I had um a miscarriage, and I had two other babies that I had lost after that. But um, the first one was so like crazy. In this, we have in common of like. You're just kind of unsure about it all. You don't know what's happening. You're, 
you know, you're kind of excited, but you're kind of scared, all these emotions. And then when you lose the baby, there's like this guilt of like, did I wish it away almost because I was mm. too scared? Did yeah. I hurt it because I was too scared and stressed out? Was it wasn't me. Yeah. You know, why was yeah. it my fault or whatever? Yeah. And, um, yeah. um, and so anyways, we planted the conifer tree and then, um, we were like, Hey, you know, if we have a kid, we'll na- we could name it conifer after this, you know, as a memory of this first baby, girl or boy it works and I was like great and then um we talked about nicknames if they didn't like Conifer and it was a boy and he went by Connor for a while when he was younger and then he went back to Conifer because it was more unique and he liked it but it is funny so I've I've heard overheard people talking about him and then I've jumped in and they they get very shut down because they'll be like who named the kid after it's sweet and then I was like oh actually it was named after our first baby that died and we planted a conifer tree and then they just look at me like oh (laughs) another instance Mm -hmm. of like if if I'm standing up for my kids I can Mm -hmm. be way way more brave Mm -hmm. and insulting and hurt people than for myself Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even that is telling the truth of the background. It's not mm-hmm. even trying to hurt their feelings. Right. right. It is. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a little bit more to it than. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And I like to think that that person learned from that of mm-hmm. you don't know who's standing around you. Yeah. You know, like you don't have to talk out loud to people about other people and um, mock you know, like, you, what do you gain from that? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so. I like the name. Uh, um, Thank you. My son has a good friend named Conlon. Oh, cool. So call him Con. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Confer, I am most proud of his boldness. He mm-hmm. is, I think of myself as bold, but man, he, <laughs> he's, I think he might be bolder than me. He would probably disagree, but um you have to be bold to go to school to be a pastor. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to be bold to dedicate the, all those years of schooling. You have to be bold to say, hey, I'll take an assignment in London. Why not? You know, all of that is boldness. Mm-hmm. Um, Jack is an amazing listener. And mm-hmm. he was the kid that when there were major um, traumas and horrible things, he would be the first one to come and like rub my back. You know, he was always just like so in tune with, I got to take care of mama, Hmm. you know? And I think as an adult now, it's hard because I look at him and I think, oh, I wish, I wish he wouldn't have like, I wouldn't have like accepted the help so much, Hmm. you know, because I think he missed out on a lot of things in life because he was so worried about me and people pleasing, Hmm. you know, and you can't rewind time, um, and he's only 26, so he has time to um, grow and learn from that, but yeah, it's it's hard for me. But uh, Molly is, um, oh man, everybody likes her. She's kind. I don't know <laughs> what word you would use. Um, she was always mommy's little girl, loved dressing up, loved um, playing with her dolls, um, she was always just my right-hand girl, you know, so yeah, first girl of the family. So she's the kind of the organized one a lot of the times who will want to organize group gifts and mm-hmm. be in charge of things and stuff. So she's very responsible and yeah. organized and, you know, prepared for things way more than I am ever. So that's cool. Um, Lucy is the most like me, I believe. She looks a lot like me. And so... Um, we butt heads a lot because she's so similar to me, right? Like, 
Um, she breeds on chaos like I do, right? Like, um, she's very empathetic, though. Like, she mm. more empathetic than I am even. I feel like she has this intuitive thing of, like, when she was little, like, she could, like, run across the playground and catch a kid, like, before they fell. Like, almost superhuman, mm. Mm. right? Like, she could just, like, feel who was hurting or what was going on. And we would always have random dogs coming up to our house. And it freaked me out because I was like, how do we have so many dogs that we have to rescue? We're constantly calling the police. And I'm like, what's going on here? And she wants to be a vet tech. Mm. And I'm like, yeah. do animals really know, like, who's safe? Because <laughs> it was really weird that, like, yeah. we are always were calling and having random animals show up at our door. So They can sense yeah. energy? Yeah. 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 So it's just crazy. And that, I think, is similar to me with humans right like I feel like there's a lot of humans who are drawn to me to talk to or to tell me their life stories or whatever so mm -hmm. yeah did I get through all of them one yeah, two three did. four okay yeah. yeah um so let's talk about some of the challenges oh the hard part Maybe we talked a do you little have the bit Kleenexes about out yeah. oh I do you have ferns so but no Kleenexes <laughs> okay <laughs> It's fine. Um, children. What were you saying now about Sorry. them leaving? <laughs> <laughs> they leave. They grow up. The, the challenging part of it. Yeah. 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 Um, I because of the abuse in my past, I think there's a lot of me that lives day to day. I never thought mm. I'd be a grandparent. Um, I never thought I'd graduate college. I never thought, you know, there were all these like you don't know. You may not be alive moments. And so in that um, is bad for the fact that when my first child left, I had this like shocking awareness of I never saw this coming. Like nobody, nobody told me about this. Right. Like and I just felt like I was so mad at the world. Like, how come nobody's talking about how horrible this is? Mm. You know, and I had to like search out articles and a lot of them did not fit our family. You know, we are a very close-knit family, and mm. um, the feeling of having a part of you missing, it really felt like losing a limb. Um, all of us had to kind of deal with this. This is our new normal, and people would fight over attention from me, right, because they could see I was sad, and I just didn't really have the time to mourn and grieve because I had these other three children who wanted my attention and my love, and um, they were still here. And so going through that with every kid as they went off to college and found their own way, um, I would always cry leaving the college and like this horrible deep cry that I never cried be besides that is the every mile I drive, I'm getting farther and farther away from them. Mm -hmm. And um, when Conifer, <laughs> my oldest, um, when he was at college, we actually turned around. Um, I think we got like 10 minutes down the road and I was just like, I can't do this. I can't. And, uh, my husband was like, you want to turn around? And I'm like, yeah. And so we went back <laughs> and I realized it's not better the second time yeah. in case, <laughs> in case you were like, Oh, Oh, is that true? Does that work? No, it doesn't work. Um, it hurts again. It just it just draws out the hurt. What was his experience like? It was he was ready. Like I always wonder yeah. about like the and, and maybe you'll talk about this with the yeah. different and, and they each have kind of a unique experience. Of, yeah. And it's hard for them to see you. Right. In pain. 
right? Mm-hmm. Even if they were ready, then maybe right. mom's not quite ready. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, I was never able to put on a show for yeah. my kids. Yeah. I was horrible at that. Still am. Even just day to day. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. if I was hurting, they knew it. Um, you know, if there was problems with a friend, they knew the whole story. You know, it was like I shared everything with them. Um, and yeah, so it, it was hard to be like, in a way, you were losing a friend. Um, and I'm very like touchy feely with my kids. And so just the part of them too, like just sitting on the couch and like rubbing their head, you know, it's like, mm. I don't know. It was just such a loss, such a pain that. I didn't think other people understood. And so I hated the feeling of like, I can't, I can't even like go anywhere to get this fixed. It was just my husband and I, and we had to go through it together. Mm -hmm. And it did make our marriage stronger because we had to listen to each other and feel each other's pains and take our turns. We called it because if I was crying really hard, I'd be like, he, he would join in sometimes. And I'm like, I started this like, no, like <laughs> you're taking you, you care of me. Sad too. <laughs> Sorry, like, yeah. like you take care of me when I'm done crying, <laughs> then you take your turn. Right. Like Is if you start works? crying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you start crying. And I've had this with arguments too, because you bring up something that makes you mad and then they'll jump and be like, well you, and I'm like, I started this fight. This isn't about you. Like you're going to listen to my argument here first. And then afterwards you can bring up yours any other time. Right. I'll, I'll like, let you know when I'm done. That day. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So, um, and Conifer, I, he was ready. He went to a prep school for two years and we would pick him up every weekend. So I was kind of used to being him being gone during the week, but the prep school is an hour and a half away. College was six plus hours away, depending mm-hmm. on the weather. Um, so the far away being another state, um, I just, I don't know. There was just parts of me that I was like, I don't know when he's coming in or out. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he gets hit by a car. I don't know if he's getting into drugs. I don't know what friends he's hanging out with. I don't know if he's sad and lonely sitting in a corner at college crying every night. You know, like... Like, how will I know all these things? But um, after a while, I realized he tells you. He calls all mm-hmm. the time. And um, he would call every day and, you know, tell me the rundown of everything. And um, so it was hard to have that trust piece of I trust you to leave and that you're still going to come home mm-hmm. and that you're still going to want to communicate with me. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that's hard for me to understand. I don't do well with long-distance relationships. And... I don't do well juggling people when they're not right here mm-hmm. in my face. Mm-hmm. So I realized I've been looking that way a long time. I don't know why. I'll look this way more. You're starting to get more comfortable. No, with I'm not. My I don't. I am not. I'm not. <laughs> not comfortable at all with you. But you, I love, and you're amazing. Um. Jack right. was ready. Jack was ready for college. He was, yeah. um, but I still just cried a ton. He was, Mr. I have all these friends. I know all these people. Um, I'm excited. So I, you know, I still cried the whole way, but I didn't turn around. And then Molly, I we wrote her notes. Well, we wrote all the kids' notes, but Molly's notes were, like, very, like, gushy, knowing that she was going to be having a really hard time. And she did, you know, she cried mm-hmm. a lot. And when I got home, there was a note on my bed that she, or maybe it was on her bed. 
might have been on her bed. It was on one of our beds. But anyways, and it was this big, like, three-page letter about, like, all yeah. the amazing things that I've done for her and how much she adores me and how she'll be thinking of me all the time. And I reread that letter, like, every single day, just being mm. like, <laughs> you know, like, she's not here, but I have these little pieces and, yeah. But, yeah, I I don't think I ever snapped out of it. I'm still dealing with mm -hmm. that. And I don't know why they call it empty nest. I don't really like birds. And so I don't <laughs> really associate with the empty nest thing. I don't. I think mm -hmm. there should be a better word mm -hmm. for it. Um, and I don't know that birds even mourn when their kids leave. I mean, they, they the, don't push they, them out they, of they the just push nest. Them out. And, yeah. yeah, after like a few like, days. And they're bye. just like, bye. <laughs> and that's how a lot of parents are. There's a lot of people who, when I've mourned, with, you know, and shared with them, they're just like, oh, why are you sad? Like, mm -hmm. the house stays clean, and you can eat out every night if you want to, and you don't have any responsibility and all these things. I'm just like, I don't know. I miss it all. I still do. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. You've grown or evolved from each experience, though. The second mm -hmm. one was different than the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you said it's still hard. It was. It still is hard. Right. Yeah. Um, but but were there things that you did differently the second or third time that you were sent a kid off? Yeah. Um, well, the second and third time, I didn't turn back around yeah. to go back. Yeah. So I knew that it would hurt just as much to say goodbye again. Um, but I did try to hold back or to feel more of what they're feeling because mm -hmm. um, with like Jack you know his excitement was so huge right yeah. like he was he was so excited about his decor in his room and you know like all these things and so I was trying really hard to feel his joy and my therapist is always telling me you can hold two feelings at the same time mm -hmm. you know yeah. and that concept is so impossible for me because I'm like I'm really really sad I hate this and I'm sad mm -hmm. but then there's the you know, you're doing something in life, right? You're trying this out. You're being brave. You filled up the financial aid paperwork, you know, like you're doing this on your own and I'm proud of you. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I tried really hard to level it a little bit more of like, okay, I'm super sad, but I'm going to try to be happy for you. Right. Whereas with my firstborn, I was just like, I'm not happy for you at all. Yeah. This sucks. Yeah. yeah. You suck. Everything sucks. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of how I feel about him now when he's in London. Mm -hmm. I have still yeah. that attitude of like, yeah. London sucks. I don't like London. Why in London? You know, mm -hmm. some of his friends are in Kakana, Hortonville. They, they got assignments there for churches and mine got London, you know, yeah. so... I hope none of his London people are watching this. <laughs> London is lovely. <laughs> London is... People love London. Have you been? I have not been. Yeah. But maybe part of the problem with it, too, is everybody loves London. So when you say London, people light up and they're like, oh, London, wonderful. And I'm just like, no, it's but not. you associate it with not being able to see or be with your son. That's right. Yeah. yeah. To me, it was like the biggest gut punch of you don't want to be with me. Mm -hmm. You know, you're sick of me, you don't like me, and you want to go as far away from me as possible. And it's not rational. Um, but in the morning process that I'm going through, you know, because you kind of treat it like a death in a way, you flip-flop and flip-flop back and forth between 
denying that it's real and anger for it and all, you know, all these things. And the denial part has been huge because when I sat down to buy my first ticket to London last week, I was, you know, I, I just couldn't even like read the screen. And then he called me with his wife and they were, you know, Confirm or Ruth were working through helping me find what's what. Mm-hmm. And they found one and sent it to me. And I was like, well, now I like have to do this, right? Like it's right in front of me and I have to do this. And so I just sat there and I was like, man, I just can't do this. Like as soon as I click on this, like this is all real. And it, the, the part about you going to visit. Yeah. Okay. And, and the real part of me visiting is that they really are there. And, oh, okay. and, and yeah. so I've been kind of tricking myself of like, oh, it's no different than if they were in Chicago. It's no different than if they were in Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like looking at it saying like London to Chicago. And it's like I arrived the next day. It was just like <laughs> this moment of like. Reality that they are that far away. Yeah. Yeah, and like they're not coming back. If they were coming back, I wouldn't need this flight. And so, yeah, going through that is just, I don't know. I don't know. It's just been shocking. So I cried and I clicked on the buttons and I was like, this is what I've got to do, right? This is my new reality is that I didn't choose this and this wasn't my in my control, right? These are my children and they now are grown and I can't control them or use them or have them do what I want them to do. Mm-hmm. They are out there in the world. They've done it, right? Mm-hmm. The, this is the success story. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm left unhappy, <laughs> you know, ultimately. Um, with so that. you're going to visit. I am. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's big. And I'm going for a month. Yeah. They asked me if I would come for a month. And I said, yeah. yes, I will. That's, that's, a so. good, that's a good amount of time. Yeah. Maybe it's not enough time, though, for you. <laughs> <laughs> when you think of it as a 12th of the year, it sounds like it's a lot. Um, and it, I think it will help the flight home because mm-hmm. I was really worried about the flight home, thinking like, oh, you're going to be so sad. And um, when you think of it as, well, I get a whole month there, mm-hmm. I think I'll be like, oh, I'll be ready to see my husband. I'll be ready for all my back rubs that he gives mm-hmm. me. And, oh, I'll be ready to see all my friends again. And mm-hmm. um, it'll be nice to reconnect with everybody after a month being away. And so I'm really hoping that that is the course and how it goes. Mm-hmm. So You see them as adults or they're still your babies? I still see them as my babies. Yeah. 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 That's that's um really hard when they have their own children. Yeah. <laughs> um the, because one of my, you know, big influences in my life is um I always was attracted to like the older women that sounded bad. Attracted to older women friends. Nope, that doesn't sound good either. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, because I loved the wisdom that they brought, right? Mm-hmm. I loved that they listened and um, were so, like, just everything they said were like little nuggets of, like, gold. And yeah. I was just like, I'd always just sit there and be like, oh, what? What are they going to say? You know, mm-hmm. and I wanted to remember everything. And, you know, one of them was like, your kids don't call you to hear you talk. They call to tell you things Mm. and they don't want advice. Mm. Right. And I was like, no, they do. You know? And she's like, Nope, no kids really want your advice. They don't. They, they want to figure it out themselves. And if they want advice, they literally will say to you, what do you think about Mm. whatever? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
So. Uh, where did you engage with those other women? Just just folks in your network or friends that you had, or yeah, like yeah. friends from church or yeah. Bible studies or friends that different people re- recommended to me. Or um, one of the women was the nursing um, coordinator at the hospital. Um, she's passed away now, but you would go and show up, and they'd weigh your baby, and I was just after my conifer was in the NICU and all the drama that surrounded his birth. And I had all these monitors at home. I was just a freak show of like, I am going to fail. I I don't know what I'm doing. Mm. And I didn't know what I was doing when I had a normal child. And now I have this child who's behind on everything, who's going to need physical therapy and occupational therapy, who may not talk ever, who, um, you know, everything. And so it was just this huge overwhelming thing. And every time I showed up, she would give you a hug and she'd say, just look at them. Hmm. And I always kept that in my like wheelhouse of things like trust your instincts, right? Like you don't need to read a book. You can literally look at your child and you will be able to tell if something is wrong or if they're hungry or if they're sad or if they're losing weight, you'll be able to tell, trust that. And I don't know that I had that before she gave that to me. And when we all left and graduated, we gave her a big cake that said, just look at them. Mm. (laughs) It's true. And uh, one of my friends now was in that group with me and she also remembered them saying that and how impactful it was to just be given the okay to throw out the books, stop stressing out, you know? So, yeah. Paxton will, my youngest will Mm -hmm. yawn when she's had enough of my advice. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) That's the tell. And it happens pretty early. Yeah. Yeah. I have a lot more to say, but she'll give me one of those. That's when I know that she's had enough, but yeah, Yeah. your point about them not wanting advice or not. Uh Mine is the eye contact. Cause they'll like look at you or whatever, but then like after a little bit, they'll just like, you know, like looking at the menu or so. But it's hard to not give advice, especially with grandchildren. I think that's Mm. one of my hardest things is like things have all changed. So I'm going through it basically like I'm a brand new mom too, in a way, and I'm learning from them and they're teaching me what they want for their kids Mm. when I'm with them. And so I'm trying really hard to be a sponge sort of and be like, what, what do you want for me? Right? Like, what do you want as a Nana? You know, do you know, Mm -hmm. if this is too much, let me know if this isn't right. Let me know if missing something is wrong and sad to you, please share your feelings. Like I I want to have this open communication. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I think that's, that's huge. Just being respectful, obviously of, what your children want for their children mm-hmm. and not not subverting that in in any way um well it's hard to check your own pride cuz you have right, to literally yeah, you be... have your you have your own idea of what you would do <laughs> right right but, uh-huh. yeah you you're in a different role now right yeah so i can look at my four adult children who are all healthy and doing well in life mm-hmm. and i can think can't you guys look at yourself and think like I did all right with you, mm-hmm. right? But but no, it's not about that. It's about their lives and what they've chose for their babies and what they want and what they're following and then me following suit cuz I'm I'm a grandmother, I'm not a mother. So I'm yeah. And it's just you're a role. you're navigating that role of grandmother with another, you know, with your um 
like your daughter's-in-law. Right. Right. So mm-hmm. like it's not just that your My sons kids. are saying, "Hey, mom, this is what I want for right. right like but they're they're operating as a family as a couple together mm-hmm. telling you right. Like, Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's a, you know, I love my daughter-in-laws dearly. And so I, I always am trying to like lift them up and be like, you look great. And you know, like you're doing a great job. And, you know, cause I think of like, what did I need as a young mom? Mm. But then I think like, maybe they don't need the same thing I don't, I need. Right. Mm. Like I, I don't know if I'm giving them what their needs are, right. you know, like I've known them for a long time so you'd think that I would know but I think I second guess myself a lot because I changed so much as a parent right like what I needed with my first child wasn't the same as what I needed with my fourth mm. you know like like my first child I didn't want anybody to take him ever right like I just wanted to be with him so I needed people to come to me and help out me that in that way and my fourth child I really needed them to all step in watch my four kids and let me take a tub yeah. right yeah. like it was a different thing it was yeah. like here you take the children now I want to break and so um yeah i'm trying really hard to adapt and i don't know i fail I, <laughs> how does that work it's I open conversation and dialogue great. thank you yeah. doing great yeah. um how, yeah. yeah well it's hard when you love your birth children so much right because i know that my daughter-in-laws know that my birth children are just like stars of the show right and and i think mm. that their parents give them like you're the star of that family's show but it doesn't always work that way because i get to see you know my daughter-in-laws a lot more sometimes than their own you know parents get to see them and so trying to be a parent to them and try to level things out so that they both know that i love them both Mm. and that you know trying to juggle that love because you can always find more love um but it's hard for me to give them all the same attention and to seek out them as much as I seek out my own children. Mm-hmm. Um, that takes a lot of work and trying to get to where they are. And I play D&D now. I'm a hipster with the D&D um, with my daughter-in-law, Alicia. And so um, I think that's been really important, too. It's like just knowing what they're into and going where yeah. they are yeah. is huge, you know. And, like, Ruth asked if I wanted to go see some band in Milwaukee when I was watching her one time because she just had surgery. And I was like, whoop whatever you want to do, like, mm. let's go. Mm. And it was just like one of the best things I didn't, it was a Swedish rock band and they were swinging their hair around the whole time. And I didn't love the music, but I loved that we had that experience mm. together of I'm doing what you like or what you want. And we're open. I'm open and you are sharing with me and this is yeah. great. So, yeah. Okay. I think we talked a little bit about navigating, uh, indirectly, mm-hmm navigating the this sort of like idea of losing a limb this mm-hmm. morning of your yeah. children being off and doing their own thing right um and some farther away than others and one of the things in navigating that it sounds like is mm-hmm. just accepting where you're at mm-hmm. right is just accepting okay this is how i feel and that right. that's okay right um fun fact Yes. Both Haley and not for you. You already know this. Oh, okay. Uh, for the audience. <laughs> oh, I want to know. <laughs> Both Haley and I have the same therapist. Yes. <laughs> so even though Fun we're fact. very different people, um, 
not always. I mean, we obviously have similarities. Yeah, we have similarities. Yes. Um, but we that's we tend to of, get along. Therapist. And she can't tell us that yeah. we both go to her. Yeah. Yeah, so we, if I bring up Jess, she's just like, "Oh, interesting." <laughs> like I don't know who that is. You know, like blank face. But she knows. <laughs> she does know. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, so it's 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 just we could go together sometime, and then she could possibly like acknowledge. Yeah, we could. Yeah, that would be interesting. Um, But yeah, so the other part of it is seeing, you know, seeking Mm -hmm. that professional help to help you navigate through those feelings. Right. Um, But yes, I do want to talk about what lights you up, spiritual life, which you touched on a little bit. Mm -hmm. What inspires, or who inspires you, and who have you inspired? Good questions. I mean, you know that you've inspired me. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And I've I've, ins- I've inspired you. Sure. Okay. Yep. Um, <laughs> my spiritual life. Um, I used to go to a lot of Bible studies. Now I do one online, and I have a handful of my friends are very spiritual, and so they are ones that I go to and send out prayer requests when I have prayer needs and my children are all religious and I share with them and um, we would sing a hymn every morning before we'd leave for school and um, my hope is built on nothing less is the song Um, and so it's you know we would sing it like when we before we would leave for the kids for college and um, it still always makes me cry because it's just like um, our hope is in the Lord and that's our rock and how, if does you, that, how does that one go again? I, I just, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus Christ and righteousness. I dare not. Oh, now I can't remember Uh-oh. the words. Holy lean on Jesus' name. My hope is built on nothing less okay. than Jesus Christ. Yeah, righteousness. Cut that part I out think I've I don't heard, remember the words. Okay. I, I think <laughs> it's I've, only because I'm on film. If I was at home at my piano... <laughs> Yeah, because you sing, out of you me. sing well. Um, <laughs> Thanks. Uh, aside from what you just did here. Yeah. <laughs> so there's your insult. <laughs> <laughs> hey <Hey-oh>! Boom! <laughs> A little... Maybe it was the speed. <laughs> My hope I think that's what is it was. built on nothing yes. less than Jesus Christ and... Right. No, that part's wrong still. Oh, wait, whatever. Is it, it doesn't like matter. the keys? I don't know. I Something's don't know. off, but it doesn't matter. Whatever. Fine. Yeah. Anywho, we would sing a song every morning, and um, my husband still will play a hymn for me at night. And so, um, one of the songs that he sometimes will play for me is "The Eye Is on the Sparrow," and it always gets me to cry um, mm-hmm. because sometimes I feel so tiny, mm-hmm. and I feel like um, nobody cares, and you know you're insignificant, and you give yourself this self talk of basically I'm nothing. And then when I cling to my spiritualness of I'm nothing to God, I'm, I'm in, in his image and he doesn't make garbage and look at me shine, right? Mm-hmm. And so if his eye is on the sparrow, certainly he's watching over me. Mm-hmm. Certainly he's got me and I'm going to be okay. And um, part of that wintering book is looking back at all of the times when you said, I can't do this, or this isn't going to be okay. Or, um, you know, like I remember the cops showing up and, you know, my ex-husband had a gun and um, I was holding all my kids and I just was like, this is it. You know, like this is the end. You know, I can't, I can't go up from here. We're, we're done. 
and then to have things go up from there and think, okay, I thought at that point it was done. And so clearly every time that there's a horrible time in your life that you think I can't, there you do. And Mm -hmm. so trusting on that, that it always gets better and that it actually gets better even when things are really horrible um, in your life that you learn and grow from those and they do end up getting better. And it's so weird in the moment to think nothing good can come out of this, but then it does. Right. Oh, yeah. That's so good. I think you've just inspired anyone who listens to this. <laughs> Thanks. Um, but I forgot all the other Pete thing questions. Yeah, where you your inspiration me. comes from? Where my inspiration inf- comes from? Influential yeah. or inspiring? Yeah. yeah. Um, my kids, obviously, um, because I've been shocked that how did they turn out? Mm. You know, like they did. I'm, I'm just shocked. You know, Jack this morning had just shared something with me about something that um, I did that made him sad. And um, I just remembered like sitting there thinking like, I love this. This I love. I love that I'm getting feedback and I get mm. a moment for you telling me what I can do better. That inspires me because I can't do that with a lot of people. Right. Like I, I just can't. I freeze up and I think I don't want to tell them that I got hurt. I don't want to share that I'm mad about something like I'll just let it go. And I don't always. And so that he can come to me and share stuff with me. And then for me to be able to like be like, whoa, I can't believe I did that. Mm. I get turned on on the other end. and I'm like, I can totally see what you're saying and I can totally get what you're doing. And I'm I'm doing and I'm like, eyes open and I'm like, what? Mm. This is great. I can learn from this. And I am so grateful that I get the opportunity for that. And, you know, anytime that Conifer calls me and shares things and, you know, Molly will call and just listen to me a lot of times and um, wants to be the friend and, you know, and Lucy just, you know, is just eager and excited about so many different things and to hear her talk about her, even her cat peaches, you Mm. know, like our whole family loves peaches and, Mm you know, to hear what Peaches is doing and what she's up to and, you know, the the boyfriend that she has or whatever. It's, like, just amazing to me that they've thrived through the horribleness and the shit show that <laughs> they yeah. had. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm not taking all the credit. Obviously, we're religious and, you know, it's got to God be the glory. Um, but I'm so grateful that I got to be an at-home mom and watch them and be there with them and help them grow through all of that. So, mm-hmm. and my husband inspires me too. He is very good listener. He comes along with my crazy ideas whenever I want to do stupid things. He's there saying, mm-hmm. "Okay, yep. you want to ride the Bergstrom <laughs> horses? We'll make it happen." You know, yep. like yeah, that's gonna happen. It didn't. It didn't happen yet. I know, but it's gonna happen, yeah. and you're coming along. Yeah, I'll be there if you want to come. I can't say that out loud. People are gonna know. <laughs> <laughs> There, okay, this is my this is a great philosophy if you guys want to write this down. Okay. If there is not a sign that says yes. do not climb on the horses, you're gonna put a you sign can climb <laughs> better not. <laughs> better not. We're gonna have to do it before we publish. <laughs> so like a no trespassing. That's right. No, yeah. If there was a no trespass, you if know what? No the people who looking. are watching me yeah. watching this and know me are gonna be like, Haley would still do you're it. I just it. would say I didn't see the sign. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> which is true. Don't write that part down. That's not a great philosophy though. If you see, if you, if you ignore a sign, yeah. do it anyways yeah. and just claim you didn't see the yeah. sign. Just lie to get out of it. 
Uh, that's, but that's risk taking. Are you a risk taker? I am. Yeah. I'm a risk taker. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. And I thrive on it. You know, like mm. we talked about doing mm-hmm. truth or dare. Right. And I was yes. talking about how that was like a huge game as a kid. And I always took the dares. Mm. Right. Like mm. I was just like, yeah, give it to me. And it was never anything major. It was always stupid little things, but I always did it. And I still dare people to this day mm-hmm. um, in practical joker style, mm-hmm. you know, and nobody ever takes me up on it usually. But yeah. Yeah. Should we have a, a dare? No? Wait, do we have time? We have like a minute. One minute for a dare? Yep. Okay. I'm, I'm up for it. Let's do it. Okay. What do you got? I mean, it's not very deep to do a dare, though. Wouldn't you rather have me cry? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. All right, I'm ready. Oh, my gosh. I didn't think this through. <laughs> do you have one? No. Oh, shoot. But okay. I'll play. I'll okay. observe. Do you like to play dare, Truth or Dare? Uh, I've played it before. Oh, okay. But you don't like it. We didn't play. I did a dare the other day. We were at a the mini golfing networking thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I dared him to open this like thing that was in the ground that had like the tubing in it. Mm. I dared okay. anyone in our group. Right. And he did. Was it a dare? Yeah. I said, yeah. I dare okay. somebody to open this thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. You don't remember her saying I don't, dare? I, I don't remember the okay. dare piece of it or didn't didn't know that we were playing truth or dare. Oh. Mm. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we weren't really playing. It was an official. Oh, okay. Yeah, you have to announce so I'm playing have to truth ask or dare. Truth or dare. Right. That's how it That's starts. How yes. Yes. The, yes, okay. okay. Truth or dare. Dare. Yeah, obviously. Um, <laughs> so, I don't know. I dare you to pick up the ferns and shake them around and whirl around in a circle. Okay. Them. All right. I can Let's do that. Do that. Okay. That's easy. Yeah. Okay. I had to keep it easy since we just have the minute. <laughs> How's that? Wow. That was that great. great. Yes. That was right. fabulous. I would sing a song with it, but I didn't know a song that about ferns. Believe it or not. That's fine. I'll take care of that. Do that we have um, So for songs? those listening, um, she just did it. Great work. <laughs> I don't know how to describe <laughs> to it. To those who are listening, she was she naked. Stood up. She took off she all her clothes. <laughs> and she jiggled more than the ferns. <laughs> Things got a little weird there for a minute. <laughs> So They're going to watch it now on TV and be like, she lied. Yeah. She lied from the beginning to the end. <laughs> well, we've come for full circle then. There we go. We've done it. Thank you. Hey, oh, thank so you. For being on and for sharing your story yeah. and sharing your, your joys and your pains. Mm-hmm. And um, you are an inspiration. You're light. You're bright. You're wise. You're beautiful you're just a, an amazing human being which is why I, keep being, I don't know why you're hanging out with me <laughs> <laughs> like, the free starbucks yes um, that's what it is. <laughs> i'm Thanks teasing yeah thank yeah you. thank you 